Konnichiwa, and this is Kidlet TV's Kachi Shipchuk, welcoming you to the Kidlet TV podcast. On this podcast series, you'll hear fun and enlightening conversations with stars in the Kidlet world. Storymakers Rocco Steno, contributing editor at School Library Journal, contributor to the Huffington Post, and director of Empire State Center for the Book, is your host. Did you know that Steve Light is a pre-K teacher? But he's not any teacher. He's a teacher who also writes and illustrates his own amazing picture books. In this episode, learn all about Steve Light's books and how you can use them in your classroom. So be sure to jump into the Kidlet Adventures, only found on Kidlet TV. Hi, I'm Rocco Steno, and welcome to Storymakers. Today, we have Steve Light with us. Hey, welcome, Steve. Hi, Rocco. Good to see you. The last time I saw you was on the red carpet for the Children's Choice Book Awards, where your book, Have You Seen My Dragon, was nominated in the Best uh, Illustration category. Yeah, that was very exciting. Yeah, that was a lot of fun that evening. Yeah. And you know, thanks for stopping by. And, and thanks for stopping by here so we can learn a little bit more about about you. Who is Steve Light? <laughs> um, I'm Steve Light and I'm an author and illustrator of many books. Um, I also teach a four and five year old pre-k class and uh, I just love to draw and I love to tell stories. Ah well then you're in the good, uh, <laughs> you're a good <laughs> in the spot. Right, place. right you're in the right place and uh, and this is your newest book Have You Seen My Monster which follows pretty much follows uh, have you seen my dragon? This is yeah. a counting book. Yeah, dragon is about a little boy who loses his dragon in the city, and it's a counting book. And monster is about a little girl who loses her monster at the country fair, and it's um, a book about shapes, so circle, triangle, square, and it's um, all the rides that are at the county fair, like the Ferris wheel and the roller coaster, and even the livestock and the um, fun things to eat, like cotton candy and stuff. Ah, and shapes. I understand <laughs> there are, well, there are 20 numbers in this yes. book. Right. There's 20 numbers, so we had to come up with 20 shapes, and I used to teach Montessori school, and at a Montessori school, you have a shape cabinet, which you pull out and has all the wooden, the shapes cut into wood that the kids can trace and do all different things with. And so I was like, oh, I think there's 20 in the cabinet, and there are, there's 20 shapes in the Montessori cabinet. So we use those shapes. So you have circle, square, and triangle, the regular ones, but you also have like curvilinear triangle and quadrifoil and um, crescent and things like that. So um, it's a, it was a lot of fun to kind of find things that those shapes could fit into in the country fair. Right, we could tell our viewers to actually pause this video and turn to your neighbor and see how many shapes they can. See if they can uh, name, name 20 name off name the top of their head. 20 of those, right. <laughs> but if you can't, they have to get, have you seen my uh, monster? So how long does it take to uh, create uh, one of these books? Well, the, the sketches and getting the story right takes about a year, a year and a half. Really? Um, yeah, just to get it just right, you know, and what exactly is going to go in the book. Um, a lot of back and forth with my art director and editor. And then the finished art um, I usually do in the summer when I'm not teaching. And um, so I usually have three or four months. Um, each two-page spread takes me about two or three days um, to do. So, um, but it's a lot of fun. So tell me, uh, do you have a studio with lots of light? And no, I actually work in a closet. <laughs> it's a um, walk-in closet and like... Um, and another area right outside the closet, and I have my desk in there, and I actually have a little saw where I work on, make things out of wood and stuff um, in the walk-in closet. Um, so it's a little tiny space, but it's very organized, and um, I have everything in there, and 
I've created quite a few books there, so it seems to work um, as much as I would love a huge space with lots of flat files and things. Right. It's New York City, so you make the space work. <laughs> Did you have the concept for these uh, books and go to your uh, agent and say, I want to do a counting book and I want to do a shape book? Or did they come to you and say, hey, Steve, I think there's a market <laughs> for a accounting book uh, or, or there's always a market for a accounting book and no one's ever done 20 shapes. Well, nothing like that. Um, usually I start drawing something that I really want to draw. And so um, I started drawing the city and I remembered a story from when I was a kid. My dad and I drove into the city and I saw smoke coming out of the manhole cover and um, I said, Dad, is there fire down there? And he goes, no, there's dragons, and it's the dragon breath. Without missing a beat, that's my dad. And, um, and I believed that for a really long time. So when I was drawing the city, I was like, oh, this is boring, just drawing buildings. And I started adding um, dragons into the city. And then I just kept drawing different dragons in the city. And um, I showed my art director at, uh, and editor at Candlewick. And they said, wow, these are great. This has to be your next book. And um, you can see this page is very similar to the actual page that's in um, Dragon. Mm -hmm. um, and they said, why don't you do a counting book? Um, that way you can just draw the dragons. And originally we were going to have the children count the dragons. Mm -hmm. But I did a sample page of, with 18 dragons in it, and that was a lot of dragons. So then we said, OK, let's have it just be one dragon that you have to find and other things in the city to count. Um, so I can yeah, go back so, to that. So this you can see a lot of the pages came directly like a from the sketchbook. section yeah. of this. And mm -hmm. I understand that you uh, enjoy hiding uh, things. And, yes. And, and, um, you're, and what's hidden here? So or, it's not really hidden, but it's, it's putting it out in the you open. You wouldn't know until I told you, but um, this is actually me sitting at my desk with my pens drawing. And this is actually my wife on a balcony. We don't have a balcony, but I'm hoping someday. So kind of draw it and hope that it happens. Right. Um, <laughs> I like to hide different things in the book. Um, and it's fun to share them with kids. and and show them the monkey on the monkey page. Um, uh, yeah, right, show that. That's, uh, um, I know the story on that, but they don't know the story. They don't know the story. I think it's the page right before this. So on this page, you can see the monkey, and he's got a stick, and he's stealing the keys from the zookeeper. And so I always tell the kids when I read the story that he escaped. And if you ask me at the end, I'll show you where it is. So if you get to the end on the back page, right up there, ah. you can see uh, the monkey sitting up there. So, so do you do that in uh, all your books, or did you um, start? Did you started doing it in this? Book? I started doing it in there. This was a tighter deadline, so there's not quite as many things hidden. Um, but there's still like sometimes when I'm drawing lots of people in the background and stuff, it helps me to just like you know try to draw my aunt or something so that it looks like a real person or someone that lives in my building and stuff like that. So there's more of that kind of stuff in this book. Well, that's um, fun. Yeah, it's a lot yeah, of fun. So, yeah. So uh, your next book is Swap. Yes, my next uh, When is, is that coming out? That's coming out um, uh, 2016, probably in April, around mm -hmm. April. And um, it's called Swap, and it's about a little pirate boy and a pirate. And the pirate, his ship is all broken down and in really bad shape. And then he loses his button, too. So he's very depressed. And the little boy pirate picks up the button and says, let's swap. And so they trade the button for two teacups and then the two teacups for some rope, and they keep some of the rope for the boat, and they trade the other bits of rope for oars, and then they keep some of those oars and trade some of the oars for sails and for all the things that they need to build the ship, and they're going to all these different places. The people that make the oars, you get to see them, and the people that sew the sails, and, and by the end, they have a beautiful ship that they, they build. And well, it sounds like together. a good book for uh, yeah. economics also. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, the whole little trade routes and everything. Oh, really? Everything, so, ah, that's yeah, great. A lot of fun.
You teach four and five year olds. Uh, do you ever use them as like guinea pigs? Yeah, they're my guinea pigs. I try out all my stories on them and ask them, you know, if they like these characters. And sometimes I just show them sketches and, and ask them what, you know, and kind of tell them the story that way and see how they like it and how they respond. And um, I get to tell stories every Friday to two uh, pre-K classes. So um, just stories from my head, old folk tales like Hansel and Gretel and stuff. Oh, really? Which usually they haven't heard, so that's really great um, to share with them. And uh, it's good practice for me, and it's a lot of fun to see how oh. they react and stuff. It's always fun because, we, yeah, we act out the stories, and sometimes we act out, you know, Billy Goat's Gruff and things right. like that, and that's always fun for them, um, especially those classic stories. I love those. Well, I'm going to put another one of your books up here, oh. and it's The Sefer Takes Flight. So tell us about um, this book. I know that uh, there's some... Uh, like a model building yes. involved with that? Yes, so um, Zephyr Takes Flight is about a little girl who finds a flying machine and flies away to this other land. And um, so a lot of times, I love to build things too, besides draw. So um, a lot of times I'll build something. So for this, I, I actually built the, a model of the flying machine that's about this big, made out of wood and everything. And, um, and it's really great. And I was visiting the Eric Carl Museum. And, um, Up I brought, in uh, Massachusetts, yep. yes. And I brought it with me, because I was reading Zephyr, and, I, and we were driving a car so I could pack it up and bring it. And um, I showed it to them, and I'm very proud to say, and kind of in awe, that in July I'm actually um, uh, donating it to the museum, and it's gonna be on view in the library. Oh, terrific. So it's really exciting, and um, I just love building those things. Like um, with Swap, uh, I built the ship, the sailing ship, and. Um, and it's just, it's just a lot of fun to build those things. And I've always been building things, so. And uh, we have the Christmas, excuse me, the Christmas Giant. Yes, the Christmas Giant. This book uh, was so much fun. Um, it's about a giant and a little elf who make all the wrapping paper for Santa. Mm -hmm. And then Santa asks them. I always them, wondered who made that wrapping right? paper. Right? I mean, he, where does he get all the wrapping paper from? So, That's well, it. It, it, there's the Christmas giant and, and his little elf, Lee Tree, Humphrey the giant and Lee Tree the elf. And um, then, but when he delivers all the wrapping paper before Christmas, then they're kind of sad because they have nothing to do. Ah. So Santa says, well, can you grow me a big Christmas tree for the Christmas town where all the elves live? Um, for Christmas. No spoilers. So, oh, sorry. Uh, uh, no. And well, the big thing you'll see, you know, there's a little problem and then they, oh, they figure problem. it out. Yeah. Oh, okay. So um, I'm not really giving too much away. Uh, so. uh, giving you a hard time here. Swap is 2016. Yes. But there must be something else. Yes. So I'm working on a story about um, a little boy who wanders behind the scenes of a theater um, and all the people making the costumes and the sets and all that stuff. Um, there's a lot, a little bit more to the story, but um, mm -hmm. uh, just all that fun behind the scenes kind of stuff. So when you create your characters, uh, do you draw upon either people you know or experiences yeah. you had? Um, well, the little boy is based on a little boy in my class right now. Actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, not always do I do that, but he was just perfect. And um, a few of the other characters are like people that I kind of knew, you know, I changed them a little bit and stuff. And um, I'm actually excited because I'm going to, I got to go behind the scenes of a theater when the production, during the day, when the production mm -hmm. wasn't going on, and got to draw, which was so much fun. And um, I'm excited to, like, design my own theater, um, which I think I'm going to A model theater? Yeah, I'm making a I made a cardboard <laughs> model already, Rocco. And I'm going to make a wooden model with sets that change and everything, which is, like, 
I'm so excited to do. And I think I'm going to call it the Peacock Theater. I think there's going to be birds and stuff as a, the motif in the right. theater. Right. Because that's just fun to draw. So. We have a lot of, uh, many of our viewers are librarians, and you told me earlier a, a librarian's story about oh, being yeah. in school and how uh, your school librarian helped you out. So yeah, tell us. She, she helped me out. So I used to get beat up all the time on the bus and waiting for the bus to go home. At, going to school too, but um, so going home, um, most kids waited outside in the courtyard to, to get on the bus. And if I did that, I was always kind of um, hassled. So I learned that in the library, there was a window that I could sit and look and see when the bus pulled up and then I would run down. And so the librarian must have known that that's what I was doing. And she asked me like what I was interested in and I said drawing and everything. And so every day that I went to that that window on the windowsill were always a few art books for me to look at and um, it really made a big impact on my life and really um, I still remember some of those books and the drawings that were in them and stuff and uh, it was just you know librarians are amazing people. <laughs> well that's a great story, a very yeah. moving story and uh, so uh, well it's really great to have you it's here. It's great to be here. Today yeah. and uh, we'll be looking for Swap coming yeah. out and and we have both the dragon and the monster book yeah. and uh, the Christmas giant. So Steve, remember, and you guys remember, until next time, give a kid a book in any format.